This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash The Fan. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'm going to be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue. It'll, it's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What up? Ah, Welcome back. Thank you. Ah, let's, let's go. Let's go. Both were... my hamstrings intact. I'm here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do this. Yeah, Danny out day two with a hamstring injury. Oh, whoa, whoa. So this is his second? Yeah. He was day. out yesterday. Yeah, we gave him... Uh, we gave him the proper amount of crap for it uh, on the air yesterday uh-huh. because, to me, it was rather convenient that he's out the day after USC loses to Oregon, him being the USC guy. Yeah. And he, the excuse is a hamstring injury. I, like, I, 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 and I asked Dusty this, and he had, he had no good answer, so I'll ask you. Yeah. What is, if you, uh, no, let me ask it this way. Yeah. Is there anything you could do to your hamstring that... Anything that would keep you from being able to talk into a microphone? Like maybe a gunshot. <laughs> like if I, <laughs> I don't, I hate to say it, I don't think so. I think like, a gunshot's up there. Yeah, if you got shot. You got it, shot? Wrap look, it up, get I, in here. You, if you got shot with anything other than like a twenty-two, I go nine millimeter and above, that's ah, fine. I'll give you a day or two. When I heard, like when I came in and they were, they, they, I was informed of, of uh, the hamstring thing. Because I was like, oh, where's Danny? And that's when Dusty told me. I assumed that it was just today. No, it's yesterday and today. Can I also ask the question of how do you pull a hamstring um, at the football game that you're not playing in? Well, now that's an easier answer. I mean, come on, you're an old guy. We all know. Well, but I, like I was walking, us putting today yeah. at Langdon Farms. Putting on the Ritz? And the, no, at Langdon Farms. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I was walking to my car and all of a sudden just got shooting pain down the back of my leg. Yeah. And started limping. <laughs> And now, I'm just what, like, now, if somebody what, asked me right now what's going on, I'd be like, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it just came up. So he's just walking, and then ah, I mean, I don't know. We, you've pulled a muscle before doing weird things. Like yeah, Sammy just, Sosa pulled a muscle sneezing. sneezing. Right? Hey, but I still—that's like, no joke, man. I'll tell you what. Every sneeze I have now is a let's hold on for dear life because I feel like there's a lat that's ready to tear but anytime I, mean, come I sneeze. Come on, man! A hamstring injury, and you can't sit and talk about sports. <laughs> for two Get straight. out of here! I mean, <laughs> not I, only one day, but two days. I pulled my calf, my entire calf muscle, watching the Mariners playoff game now, last year. Now to so beef. That'd be his frustration. Yeah, but you would go. You would still come in here and do the show. I I limped around. I'm not here to do the whole like. But I I did chainsaw my own knee. Go get it. You're rehashing all of yesterday's show. I did go get it stitched and then came in. And then two years ago, I tore my pec and bicep off the bone. And came in the next day and, and came to work and worked until I went and had surgery. But, you know, well, hey, hamstring. This is labor intensive. So. <laughs> All right. Well, fair uh, point. Well, how about this? Get better. Uh, I don't know. I hope you, you yeah, heal he's up. He's full of crap. Hey, those hamstrings, man. James Harden had one of those for like two years. So that let's... dude ain't hurt. Well, the, the worst part is when you 
if you miss work because of a hamstring, he knows what's waiting for him. Like, he knows the ridicule is coming. Well, I would hope. Yeah, I mean, that's... You better be able to handle that. Yeah, you better buckle up, because you You're know gonna it's... You're going to call in sick with a hamstring injury to a sports talk radio show. You better be able to handle the ribbing. Well, I'll tell you what. If I Good did grief. if I did pull a hammy that was going to necessitate me missing work, I would just lie. I mean, if I told I you... I would come up with something else. What if I told you? I said, Suk, I called you, and I said, dude, I can't come in. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. all right, are you sick, or what's going on? Yeah. No, uh, ham string you'd be like you'd be like what i'm, I'm laughing just thinking Get about your it ass in here yeah you'd be like what no he would be like what's really going like, yeah. no, you can tell me the truth what's yes, really happening. i would i would be like look man whatever yeah. it is just, just level with me. me this is like when we do in the news stories and and you tell and i immediately i'm like okay eh, this nothing's nothing's adding up i don't know exactly what happened here but that story is not 100 percent accurate just lie like, you just lie. If you pull a hammy, you just come up with something. Say there was a wood chipper accident, you lost a toe, I don't know. You come up with something, like you got caught in a, like a hide-a-bed folded up on you. Come up with something. You got hit by a car. What is it? Kelly Oubre Jr. got hit by a car. Oubre. Yeah, Oubre. Come up with that. Rock like you, you got You got caught with a side-view mirror. You got to come up yeah. with something better than I pulled a hammy at a USC game. Pretty bad. Fake a heart attack. You know, we'll believe that. Yeah, like what are we going to... What are we going to say about that? No, nothing. Oh, chest I a, pains. I had a minor heart attack. Yeah, I don't know what was happening, guys, but like I woke up and I had some oh. chest pain. And... Yeah, we're instantly backing off. Exactly. No one can question that. That was the beauty of the guy that was getting the free meals, right? You just kept faking heart attacks. Yep. You can't call someone out for that. You can't make fun of someone for a heart attack. Well, there you go with that. So Big Suk's back. I don't oh, know yeah. if you heard, but there he is right over there. Right here. He's in Detroit. Uh, Schultz is back. He also was in Detroit. <laughs> I wish. I missed you, Schultz. I, I, I didn't see you there, man. No, no. It would have been fun to grab a beer at four in the morning, but uh, no, I guess I was working. No, no, it's all good. <clears throat> Ortner was in here yesterday, yeah. being you. Klondike Will Ortner, trying yeah. to wear my skin. Yeah, a lot of the people were like, well, I don't think you really need suit yeah. after Ortner's appearance. <laughs> I'll be moving to Detroit. Looks just like him, too. Moving to Detroit shortly. Detroit, yeah, Metallica shows and Red Wings Yes, yeah, 16-year-old, I lived out the 16-year-old me fantasy. Because if you would have gone back and told 16-year-old me that I was going to go to Detroit for a weekend, see two Metallica shows, see the Red Wings score five goals and win, and sleep with an Asian woman, 16-year-old me nice. would have said, we made it. Who's the Asian woman? Uh, you know, just someone I met out there. You know, oh. just a thing. Like uh, when wins all around. When that happens, you know, you go back and you high-five your young uh, young Jason Sakanic and was like, hey, there was a chubby 16-year-old kid with bad skin that said, hey, what? we made it. We made it. Well, that's great. Yeah. I got to uh, break into Dan Campbell's office, so that was fun. Yeah. I stood where he's bite, where he's biting kneecaps. Well, he's got an office. He's got like a lock, his own little locker room there in Detroit. Because I had kind of- Well, uh, yeah, uh, he coaches the Lions. Yeah, but what they- do you mean? Like at the yeah, stadium? Yeah, at, at Fort Field. Is that where they played? Yeah. Metallica? Yeah. Oh. So I got to roam around down there and got to see like all the nooks so you, and crannies and- So like, were you like the QAnon shaman at, in Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> office? I was. Yeah, it was just. It was what did of, you find in there? Nothing. You know, because it's not like Play their. Sheets? It's not their office. It's just. Oh. You know, it's just like their little. Darn it. It's their little locker room. Oh. There was, you know, it's just like so where they're out for. Or anything? We're out there for the games. No, and they were out of town, so. Yeah, you know, they so. were out in uh, L.A. Probably right. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The LA. Chargers. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, <laughs> go fighting Dan Campbell's. No, it's kind of cool. Like whenever I go to those things, and I'm lucky enough to kind of get the uh, the backstage stuff, I can want you get to wander around and get to see all the little kind of different areas. And Ford Field's a it's a cool place. That was my first time there. I've played at the old Silverdome, but I had never gotten a, a chance to to do the whole Ford Field thing. And then the little Caesars Arena, which is the new Red Wings Arena. Yeah, I was sad because you know the Joe is no more. Joe Lewis Arena. Um, it's sad that it's gone, but they did a phenomenal job on that little Caesars arena. That is one of the nicer places, uh, to see a hockey or a basketball game. It's really, really well done. Do they done. build bad arenas anymore? I think it's tough. I think, you know? you, I think you now know when you're spending 2 billion yeah. or whatever it, it better is, be freaking it, nice. it better be nice. Now I feel bad. Like if you're a Pistons fan, dude, that thing is not built for the Pistons. It's like, Oh, by the way, uh, here's Piston stuff. Because the the, the well, owner of the, the Red Wings built it. Yeah, but what's the difference? I mean, who... it's all like inside. There's a bunch of Red Wing statues, and and like everything is Red Wings. And then like every so often, there's like one little corner where it's like, oh yeah, the Pistons play here. Oh, by the way, yeah, 
Ben Wallace. Yeah, it's like, and here's some piston stuff. It's oh, just, yeah, it's... a brawl and one championship. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they have so a wait, good history there with Joe Dumars. So the that. Red Wings are are bigger than the Pistons in Detroit? Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Are the Red Wings number one on the sports hierarchy in Detroit? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, they dominate it. So what's the sports hierarchy in Detroit? When the Pistons are good, it would be it would be Wings, Pistons, and and Lions. But because the Lions just well, have a long Tigers? suffering sort of thing, and then I, I think the Tigers are. are you are think both. they're last? I think they're last. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm going to check your math on that. Yeah, go look into that. I am. But there is definitely in Comerica Park. I mean, they're all right there. It's a great. It's a great setup. They've done a phenomenal job with that city. Uh, Portland should fly out their leaders and go talk to Detroit and what they've done. Oh, you think they will? No, but they should because for having a bad reputation, it, walking around Detroit for the last four days as a Portlander, I'm embarrassed for our city. Because for all the crap that Detroit gets, Detroit has done an amazing job in digging their way out of a bad reputation. So you saw a bunch of tents and not a single drugs. Tent. And- nope. Not a single one. Fires. And no, they have done a phenomenal. That is a broken down vans. That is a stellar downtown area. What they do? How they do that? Well, it helps to have all the arenas, and then they put three because obviously that brings businesses. They put three casinos in, and they allowed the casinos to hire police, uh, both official police and security. They had a thing called Project Greenlight where that city is lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm. You can walk around at midnight and there is not a single dark corner anywhere in that city. Super lit up. Uh, cameras and like the uh, the emergency buttons everywhere. Tons of police and security. Soup. There is someone sweeping and cleaning in that city. Every corner. Trash cans everywhere. The sidewalks are immaculate. And I'm sure they have a homeless situation there like everywhere else. I never saw more than two homeless people at a time. Never once did I see a tent. And I walked, I mean, we spent four days. That's all we did. We walked every corner of that, uh, of the downtown uh, area down there. Not one homeless encampment. Um, no graffiti. The sidewalk's extremely clean. Bars uh, and restaurants open late. They had a bunch of uh, family-friendly stuff in the middle of the city. Um, like, they took old abandoned buildings and tore them down and built, like, playgrounds and parks. Um, there's just a ton, uh, of stuff. They have like a bunch of like holiday bazaars in the middle that they had going Ooh, on. That I they, love a good bazaar. Yeah. They have just done a phenomenal, uh, job. And then I guess so for it's e- keeping the gangs out because their problem is less homeless, more yeah. gang, right? Yeah. And the other one too, is they've built for every, I guess for like with the, the wings arena and like the casinos for every like supposed like block that you build out, you have to put in so much affordable housing. So there's a lot of really kind of cool condos down there that young professionals want to move in. And so there's a bunch of foot traffic down there because everyone wants to now live hmm. uh, downtown and it's, and it's affordable. Cool. Yeah. It's amazing what a little uh, political will. And now again, it, it helps having, uh, by know, the way, arenas down there. Before but... you start texting all you angry right wingers, that's a democratic city. <laughs> I just I want to tell you that it is. It is. It's... Well, and and they said that the the casinos down there have dumped over a billion dollars into infrastructure now, see, and everything down there. Yeah, so they they that's an interesting one. They were they were willing to allow casinos because casinos have a lot of money, and casinos are willing. To make concessions for for, to, for you to just let them operate, yeah, they'll do cool things for you. Yes, and supposedly that didn't was, we uh, have a whole thing with a major league baseball stadium with that downtown said, Portland at one time? Said and, they'll build it and build all the infrastructure. And all we had to do was let them build the casino, and we yep. did not do it. That there's there's been a major history of not mm-hmm. just Portlanders but Oregonians really dragging their feet on things to do. I mean, even trying to build like a highway through Portland in the forties. That took way too much red tape and way too much of just just people kind of sitting on their hands. It sucks. And they they there's the there's a, it's Greek Town, the MGM, and I think Caesars is the other one. And I'm telling you, you walk around that; those are the nicest parts of the city. Like you sit there and like, oh, it's so a, right by the casinos. You're like, the oh, it's part. a seedy element. Yeah, no, it's not. You've never felt safer walking around because again, there's a security guard or a cop on every single street corner. Really? So that so there's no slimy bookies. I'll give you two extra points on the Lions tonight. None, none of that crap. Yeah. So, you just it, it just doesn't feel 
It just, I never once, and everyone's like, oh, it's me. No, there were tons of people walking around. I really thought the uh, the whole green light thing, the the lighting up the street made a big difference. My buddy pointed that out. And it's true. There's something to be said for walking around at night and feeling like. It, well, it makes it safer. It makes it feel, it, yeah, yeah, it absolutely just changes the feel of the whole thing. Uh, we have uh, the audience already texting our show in the Vancouver Ford text line, uh, 503-864-6326. Uh, according to publicpolicypolling.com, mm-hmm. the favorite pro teams of Detroit fans are 29% Tigers, 27% Lions, 20% Red Wings, and just 6% Pistons. No. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm f- not sure I'd buy that either. You, you're trying to tell me the Tigers are a bigger deal than the Red Wings? Good luck with that. Yeah, I don't think they are. That's that's the one area. But I bet the Tigers are pretty high because the Lions just suck so much. And that's so what I'm saying. It's, they just haven't been good. And the Pistons, Pistons, the NBA. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You can almost do it by sport. But the Red Wings are number one because they've been so good for so long. But the Tigers are probably default number one if they are. In other words, let's say all success is if equal. they're relevant. Tigers are probably number one, well, but. What it's hockey. Of, what time of year did they do that poll? If you go middle August, or That's like, true. actually middle July, even better example, everybody's just thinking of the Tigers and nothing else. So Fake uh, news uh, is what Schultz is calling. When yes, you sir. walk around Fake news. the hockey town and the winged wheel, you just see everywhere. Although now when you walk around, there's a ton of Lions stuff because the Lions... Well, yeah, now they're, they're good. Now they're good. And I'm you can't so... call them bandwagoners, can you? I don't think so. They've been there for years there waiting for, years. for the Lions. There was a ton of Lions gear everywhere. I can't wait for the Lions to break their hearts. <laughs> no way, man. Dan Campbell's the real deal. Hey, sans Lions gear, but mid-30s here, you are. I am very jealous of what you were describing. You were like describing my dream scenario. If if Portland were still on the up and up, I'd be living, my wife and I'd definitely be living closer into here. Well, why don't you go to Detroit? Well, I'm just saying that I like you guys. There's too like much. four sports to talk about out there. I'm oh. just saying if, if if a place like Detroit that has one of the worst reputations can dig their way out, and yeah, it takes a long time, but it just I don't know. It made me sad and it made me optimistic all at once because we were walking it around with can be done. It can be done. That's the that's it, the it point. It absolutely can be done because that place reputation was absolute mud, and people still talk about it like that. And I'm telling you, it's just not. And I talked to a bunch of people that were from there and were like, dude, people got to come out and see this. And other people like me that were visiting for the first time in a while that were all saying the same thing, like, holy crap, this well, that, is this is better than where we live. But that probably took a long time, though. Yes, I it mean, did. The the demise of Detroit has been a long, slow Oh, it's been going since, slow the, yeah, burn. since the 70s. Yeah. yeah. So so it's not just like an overnight thing. Oh, no. This has been 15 years. Remember you know, Dan Gilbert? You know, the old uh, Cavs owner? Yep. He's from there. Yeah, Rocket Mortgage has put, and he is another He's guy. He's put in a lot of money down there. Tons of right? money. Yeah, so yes. I remember reading that, that so, he was the one, like, trying to revitalize downtown Detroit. And he has done a great job. And like I said, there's construction cranes everywhere, and people are building. And, and you know, when when people want to live there and businesses want to operate, it's shocking how that helps. Yeah. But meanwhile, real, else, we can't get crap well, done. Well, we can. We You know, we got to get on these this leaf blower issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to hop on that. And the, I'm not kidding. The electric. You can't no. have it. No. No, no, no. The, the gas power. Yeah, we, we, we can't yeah, have Yeah, we the, need them electric. Yeah, we need them electric. That's right. Well, I saw that we had our first electric uh, garbage truck, so I mean. Oh, it, we do? Yeah, yeah. Just rolled out today. Yeah? Yeah. So Is we it going to roll into my kitchen like the other one? I would hope so. But hey, you know when it does, it's going to be uh, eco-friendly. Yeah. But yeah, That's we, important. Yeah, we got to get those gas blowers stat. You know, don't solve any of the other problems. Yeah, the leaf blowers. Yeah. All right. Can't well, have that noise. Go Detroit. Yeah, they've done a really nice job. Pretty sexy. I think it's really sexy. Uh, let's get to going with some hot sports talk. You missed all of yesterday's show. You weren't here. No, I wasn't. I know, because I was here and you weren't. I was flying home. I got to tell you, we had a big show. It was college football heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, we got the rankings mm-hmm. coming out today. Well, nothing's going to change, but. That's true. Well, actually, someone may be a new number one. I could see Georgia or Michigan hopping up, but top eight's going to be the same. Wait, who's number one now? Ohio, Ohio State. State. But, you know, it's coming. Michigan big... not going to be. Well, maybe. Well, Michigan, you know, blew out a, a top 10 team, and Georgia beat the Spankins off of, like, what, the 11th, I think, ranked team? Yeah, the 10th, 10? Ole Miss. So I could, I could see one of them moving up, but the top eight's going to stay the same. All right, well, we'll start with our poll question pertaining to a great sport we like to call football on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Prime Time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. going on uh the vancouver ford text line your dollar goes further at vancouver ford they treat you right before during and after the sale vancouverford.com 503-864-6326 somebody said uh, detroit has a large growing young software scene like silicon valley due to automakers going electric and self-driving no makes sense that does make sense a lot of uh young professionals like living in and you know when they live down there they frequent all the businesses I've checked with my sources mm-hmm. on the sports power rankings in Detroit. Yeah, what do we got? Well, I don't know yet. Oh. But I have not heard back. Okay. may take some time. <laughs> Working on that. Um, yeah, because it changes, I'm assuming, based on who's good. Like, right now, I wonder if, if the Lions, I mean, I, I mean, the NFL, when you're good, isn't the NFL always king? Yeah, but the Lions have never been good. I know, but now they are. Yeah, but it takes mm. more than a year. <laughs> I mean, I think this guy's... I mean, it's like, it's America. It's Baseball's way more popular than hockey, so it's going to be Tigers over Red Wings unless the Red Wings are just that much better than the Tigers, which they have been. Yeah. So it's... Eh, I don't know. Uh, it's. I would like to see a, a, a right-now one. Versus a historic and an, one. And, and an all-time one. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see that. Uh, anyway, while, while I wait for those uh, results to trickle in... <laughs> Please. Uh, the poll question on X at 1080 The Fan, uh, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, family business, helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. We had three poll questions yesterday, JC Bates. That's a lot of polls. You were not here, God, so— I leave, and everyone gets the uh, poll. Yeah, we all, we gave we gave out— Yeah, you get a poll, a and you get a poll. Who's better this season? 73% said Oregon, 27% said Washington. Hmm. Who's better this season? 52% said Ohio State. Forty-eight percent said Michigan, and then who's better this season? Alabama seventy percent, Texas thirty percent. See that fascinates me <laughs> because the yeah, te- the two polls that went the most lopsided were the ones where the team that lo- that lost the poll. I just find that beat the other team. I just find that ridiculous. And by the way, Texas beat Alabama at home. Yeah. I mean, at least Oregon can hold on to that. Well, we were in Washington, but I isn't that a good. Um, Sort of look into the minds of yeah, I just, fans. It's like at the end of the year, I can say that the you know back when when the the Patriots are undefeated, the Patriots are better than the Giants. The Giants won. I mean, I it just I think it's ridiculous. Washington's better than Oregon until Oregon beats them in the Pac-12 title game if they get there. Just like Texas is better than than Alabama uh, until Texas you know loses or you know <laughs> or loses again. Or Al, or that they, you know, Alabama is able to avenge that. It's just I, I, it's fascinating that we always do that. Well, they have a better loss. What? Alabama has a better well, loss. Alabama's loss is against Texas. But isn't it just eye test? Like Alabama looks like they're getting their stuff together. And uh, like Oregon, and Texas looks, is not. No, and but Texas has had a beat up quarterback. Of the Ewers is back. Yeah. I mean, look, Oregon. And then Oregon looks better than Washington. Oregon looks way better than Washington, but they played that game. <laughs> 
That's like if, if, if we're in the UFC or in boxing being like, well, I, I think I could kick your ass. Yeah, but we fought a month ago and I beat you. Yeah, but if we did it again, I'm pretty sure I'd kick your ass. Well, then when you kick my ass, you can say that you're the champ. But until then, I beat you. I beat you fair and square. It wasn't controversial. They beat him. Well, 73% of our audience disagrees with you. <laughs> Just, so take that. Well, we may be a slightly biased out here, but I will I, I will say, as, as far as who looks better right now or who I would pick, yeah, Oregon right now looks like they're a freaking juggernaut. I mean, they're just beating the bejabbers out of teams. So today's poll question on X at 1080thefan, we are asking you the following query. Ooh, I, where, like, I like that word. Where does the ugliest football currently reside? Hmm. Big Ten, NFL, or USC? <laughs> it's, a little shot at the Trojans it's, there. It's USC. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. It's USC. I don't know. I, you can make a strong case for the NFL. I, I get that the NFL is, is a bit rough around the edges. I've Oof. never seen a running back try to dribble a ball to himself. It's a, a bit. It's a bold move for Mr. Cook to be Actually, like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and just drop this right here. Don't worry. I got it. Here's I, I, why this is a good poll question is because you've got three different archetypes here. Yeah. Right? In the Big Ten, you've got guys who really aren't great athletes. Playing football, playing defense, and you know, like great punters. You know, no. like, I mean. <laughs> hey, by the way, Michigan ran it thirty-two straight times. Did you see the uh, Iowa under again? No, what is it now? <laughs> no, this last week. Yeah, did you no, see the hit. score. Oh yeah, I know. Oh. I, on on a Roppin, I took the over. Oh, it hit. <laughs> yeah, Twenty-two nothing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went I against. Love... I went against it. <laughs> That's three weeks in a row that they have set a Vegas record for over under, and Iowa has hit the under every single. Time so the Big Thank Ten you. is like yeah. Iowa. Like if you watched Michigan Penn State, it was unwatchable. It's bad. And then Iowa Rutgers was cute but unwatchable. Mm -hmm. And then if you watch the NFL, you've got the best at what they do, like supreme talent, but mm -hmm. they cannot stop shooting themselves in the foot. No, like it's, it's just it's, so it's, shockingly it's bad. At, like the Bills, the Bills are supposed to be a good team and they <laughs> suck. Like good teams <laughs> suck in the NFL. It's the weirdest league. Yeah. And then you have USC, which is another archetype of uh, good players, exciting offense, yeah. but my God, they couldn't cover you and me if we played receiver. Oh, but here's the thing, like, even with USC, their offense is still a mess. Like it's a, it, Yeah, but it, they got a guy who runs around and makes plays. They like, do have a guy that runs so, around. So, again, totally different archetype. I'm still it's like the exact opposite of Iowa. I'm still taking. I'm still taking it. And that, what's the ugliest? You said the ugliest? Where does the ugliest yeah. football it's currently your, reside? It's USC. Right. It's USC. Because from a from a standpoint of of the talent you have versus the competition you're playing and just doing your job, no one does it worse than USC. No one. Uh, again, I, I gotta push back and tell you the <laughs> NFL game after game they give us Bronco. Well, we had Jets Raiders, yeah. and then we're going. Well, it can't get worse than that. Finally, a good game Broncos Bills, and like, oh my God, that's even worse. <laughs> it's and then the, and then you go to the Frankfurt game. It's like okay, well, it's maybe the. You I know, feel bad that we shipped them that we product. We should have apologized to Frankfurt. You know, we've done that a couple times. You know, we used to send them the Jags a bunch, and then we always had to apologize. But the Jags were actually good until they weren't. Dude, these you know, games they got, they got blown out by the Niners. Are we so. uh, are we counting the officiating in some of these games too? Because if if it's well, just the teams, then well, that was the one who did, who played the the previous uh, week in in Germany. There was like twenty. Who was in that game? Was that the Colts, right, that played? I think there was like 24 or 25. No, the Colts were just there. They just beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah. The, they, they, who played the was week? The Jags? Who played the week before in uh, Germany? I know, the Chiefs, I believe. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the Chiefs in Germany. Yeah. Against Miami, or I can't remember. Chiefs honestly. Dolphins. It's Chief, like yeah. 24, 25 penalties. I mean, it's just. No, I don't think that counts, though. Okay, officials. Right. Uh, hey, and that's that's why. I mean, if it's if it's officials included, then I'd say hands down NFL. Without mm. that, I'd probably say yeah. Caleb Williams is the USC Trojans this year, so yeah. The Germans yeah. love though uh, Bill Belichick. You see, like all the press conferences, like they were calling him like Mister Belichick. I guess he's like a god over there, and well, he's won six rings. He was super happy. Bill was loving it. He's like, I think Bill's gonna go coach in Germany. Like no one Good. gives him crap. They love him, and then you know he Mac Jones probably like that. That the the interception that he had the uh, down there at the goal line that is as bad an interception as you will ever see. Can I? Okay, here's another reason why I think it's the NFL the winner of this bowl question. Even yeah. though I love the NFL, don't get yeah. me wrong, I'm not trying to. It's just let's call it what it is. Yeah. 
I would rather watch Cooper DeGene play than Mac Jones. Really? <laughs> that's how and much... And for those that don't know who he is... That's how much you hate Mac Jones? He is the white corner for Iowa. <laughs> that's how much you hate Mac Jones. Well, and I kind of like Cooper DeGene. Well, just because he's a white corner? Yeah, and he's exciting. Like, he he's he's their best offense, and he doesn't even play offense. <laughs> Shane Gillis. The, I would rather watch him than Mac Jones. Shane Gillis has a the stand-up comedian has a great bit about how white corners are like pandas. They only exist in like the San Diego Zoo, but they won't reproduce. They're just like, you know, there's people alive right now that watch football that have never seen a white NFL corner. They don't know what to make of it. There hasn't been one. I think I think uh, the giant who was the uh, the Giants had the guy. Um, God, what was his name? The last white corner in the NFL. Remember he was Seahorn. Yeah, Jason Seahorn. I believe Jason Seahorn was the last white NFL corner. I think that. And by the way, I'm not making that up. I'm pretty certain that that's true. Well, get ready. <laughs> get ready for the Cooper DeGene show or whatever his name is. I just DeJean. think it's great that they bent they benched Mac Jones for the worst interception you'll ever see, and which, by the way, should have been a touchdown. Like all he had to do was throw the ball like. Th- you know, thirteen yards, and he couldn't do it. Like, Cooper th- would have made that throw. And then they brought in, uh, they brought in old uh, Bailey, and then he was like, "Yeah, hold my, <laughs> hold my beer, watch this, Big throw my Ten, own pick." I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the Big Ten West, Iowa, who is just like the laughing laughing stock of college football, yeah, they're, they're gonna, leading it. Yeah, they're going to win. They're five and two and eight and two. Yeah. And then you have Nebraska, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, and Purdue. Oh my God! I want you to realize that Michigan and Ohio State, one of them will not play in their conference title game. <laughs> Yeah. Which, by the way, may end up working out for them because if they're both undefeated and that's a close game, like that, that ends up being like a one-point loss or whatever, the loser may not have to play a conference title game and still end up in the college football playoff. <laughs> like, well, look, our one loss is a one-point loss to Michigan or Ohio State, the number two or number one team in the country, and, hey, let us in. A lot of bad football out there, guys. I also love that Michigan is playing the uh, – where Jim Harbaugh called them America's team now. That's right. How can you do something – like the best way to put it, like you've done something to yourself and now you're claiming that because of the consequences of your own actions, that you're now the sympathetic figure. That's right. How does that work? America's team. What? Well, I think he's, he's trolling everyone. (laughs) Like this is why he's great is that he, he knows what's up and he knows they've been caught red handed. So he's just doubling down. Yeah, The whole Michigan thing now is like, he's like, yeah. Us against the world. That's you right. don't get to play the underdog card when you're it's the Houston Astros. Oh, that's what they're doing. <laughs> God, and they I, do get to play. You know, it. just a kid from Akron, man. Not even supposed to be here. So I, I want to say it's Michigan versus everybody, I yeah. think is what they're using. Yeah. But what's funny about that to me is that Ohio State has already dubbed Ohio State versus the world. Yeah. So it's Ohio State versus the world or Michigan versus everybody. So I, we are living in a world right now so where, I don't know where Michigan and Ohio State are both claiming to be the little engine that could. It's everybody against us. It's like the number two and number four produce revenue producing uh, teams in the country. And they're both being like, you know what? Just no one believes in Ryan Day. We're tough, damn it. We're Ohio State. So we got to play the... You saw the Sherrod Moore. Is that his name, Sherrod Moore, the interim coach at Michigan? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Did you see him after the game? I don't think I saw that. Oh, perfect. Okay, so we're going to pull this audio. Is he doing a whole— And I'm going to play it for you. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a different context with which to listen to it. Okay. And we'll see We'll see how you do. Okay? All right. I'm, I'm excited. I haven't heard this. Yeah, this will be a little exercise in— uh, Oh, I don't know. Mental gymnastics, maybe. Sure. Maybe the way to. Well, when I was at the I was at the Red Wing game, and that was during the Michigan uh, Penn State game. Yeah. And you missed nothing. Well, I, we all had it on our phones, so like everyone in the arena was watching it on their phones. Okay. I didn't even have to bring it up on my phone because seven people around me, and then during the intermission, they kept putting it on <laughs> the big screen. And, and believe me, every time Michigan did something, that play. You, like what? Like a five yard run? Yeah, the Michigan faithful there. There that was game a, was awful. There was a lot of like no one believes in us, and I just kind of I, I was laughing at the at the notion of like they were all playing the no one believes in his chip on our shoulder sort of card. And I was no, like, we all just hate you. It's like you're Michigan for God's sake. Well, you did it. I know. Yeah, it's, like- it's your own doing. It's like if you cheat on your wife, like 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 Tiger Woods, like you cheat on your wife with like a thousand different women, and then you're like, you know what? Just just no one, no one believes in me whatsoever. I can't believe this negative press. Well, I'll show you what. 
don't think that's what this is about. You don't get to do that. If Harbaugh's man. not careful, he will end up looking like the Astros. He'll he'll get jobs. Oh, but he doesn't care. Hey, uh, that dude does not give a rip. I think it might si- it, that might <laughs> slip into like you know the upper echelon's opinion of. Him. I do that appreciate. Really might leak into I that. do appreciate the fact that they've just dug in and they're like, "Come for us! <laughs> like, just yeah. bring bring it on." That's what he. he yeah. That's what I like about him. Yeah. It's like he's like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we <laughs> cheated. Hell yeah, and we're damn good. <laughs> So, F you. Do something about it. That's, exactly. Well, they're trying to, and he's going to fight that, too. Yeah. He's like the Donald Trump of college football. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Fake news. Wrong. Wrong. All right. Poll question today. Where does the ugliest football currently reside? Big Ten, NFL, or USC? Vote, vote hard on X at 1080 the fan. All right. I'll play you Sherrod Moore audio. And then we have uh, Dan Lanning being asked about... Uh, you know, it's November, so the carousel has already begun. Yeah. Coaches are already being called. Agents are already at work. Openings have occurred. Buyouts are in place. I mean, it's just a it's a free for all. Yeah. So it's it's just it's he's, only getting started. He's talking with his helmet though. So Dan Lanning, exclusive. You've never heard anywhere other than here. Dan Lanning addresses the elephant in the room, which is apparently the Texas A and M job. I guess or Michigan State. I don't. Know. Well, they can pay. It's not Michigan State. Oh, all right. Michigan so State's Michigan State's like the donkey in the room. Um oh. well maybe like a what's better than like a mule? <laughs> like Dad Gum at the mule. Texas AM, on the other hand, that's eh, that's kind of a big deal. So we'll get to those items uh, when we return, but first Schultz with Sports Center. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, now to some audio. So we'll hear from Coach Lanning in a moment about the Texas m job. But uh, I wanted to play this for you because you didn't see it. And I'm happy that you didn't see it because I want you to think about this through a completely different prism than a football game. Okay. okay. I want you to think about this audio as if Jim Harbaugh has passed away. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Jim Harbaugh, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, not a great man, but a great football coach. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, Well-respected, revered in his field. I guess. And um, very competitive. Mm-hmm. That is true. You know? Yeah. Just uh, a man's man. Even though his brother and his wife both said that no one really likes him, but, you know. Well, again, yeah. I, were you like, he, <laughs> he died. Be nice. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jim. So the guy's dead. Yeah. Can you imagine that? The Michigan coach dies. Mm. 
Let's say he got smushed into a hide bed or something. Yeah, it happens. As you like to say. It happens. Okay, so now I want you so think think about that happening. Yeah. And here is the Michigan interim, interim coach, Sharon Moore, after they beat Penn State. Oh, well, thank the Lord. Oh, thank Coach Harbaugh. I love you, man. I love the out of you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best <laughs> alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here. These guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's the here's the catch. You ready for the catch? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh didn't die. No, he didn't. Although I will say that if Jim Harbaugh had died, I think that would have been a very emotional tribute. Well, that's why. I, I like that's it. what I'm saying. If if Harbaugh had died, that makes sense. Yeah. Harbaugh did not die. As a matter of fact, all he all that happened to him was he couldn't coach a football game. Yeah. Was and he, that was the emotional reaction. Was that. he allowed like in the locker room? No. He just so he no. wasn't allowed there. So he is suspended for the last three games. Yeah, but he, he can and by the way, that's being appealed. But he yeah. can coach during the week. Yes, he just but can't. he cannot be in the stadium for on Okay, game I day. knew he couldn't coach. I wasn't certain if he was allowed in the stadium. So somebody I, check in that? Like are there are there compliance officers yeah, wandering around the, the depths of that stadium? Well, they were saying that. that he was in his hotel room, which is a funny yeah. visual too. Can you imagine, like Harbaugh just sitting in some crappy? Well, not like it's probably yeah, not it's crappy, probably a very nice, hotel very nice room. hotel yeah, room. It's but probably the Ritz. Feet kicked up and watching the game on TV. I I also no, that's fantastic. I'd also like to point out that Jim Harbaugh doesn't call plays on either side of the ball. So I mean, look, I I know it's you you want your head coach there, but can we? Not act like this, like handicaps Michigan to the point like you're you're cutting off a leg. Well, they're four and zero without him. Yeah, I think they're this year. I think and they just beat supposedly a top ten team. Although you want to talk about bad offenses, you brought up Iowa. I, I give you Penn State. Can you give me? Okay, so again we go back to bad football. Yeah. Can you give me Penn State's game plan in that game? Can you um, tell me what they were trying to do? Because I had a hard time figuring it out. No, I mean, I, I guess that their attempt was just they were going to try to run the ball and play very, very conservative. I mean, they had that one early on where it was like, what, from their own 35-ish? There was like half a foot to get a first down. And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're punting this. We're punting this, <laughs> this football. This seems to be Michigan's MO the entire year is – we just believe our defense uh, is good enough and that eventually our offense will, will score some points. And then, like, at the end of the Ohio State and Michigan game, it was like, oh, crap, we have to have uh, this Aller kid throw the ball. And then when he does, it's just – their passing attack, I mean, it is Iowa-esque watching that kid throw the ball. And I would like to point out that he is, he is a five-star kid – that we were told like, everyone was waiting for Sean Clifford to be done so they could turn to this Aller kid. And this was going to be the guy that was going to bring Penn State to finally beat the Ohio States and the Michigans of the world. And, you know, they like, oh, when this kid gets his feet on it, he threw for 70 yards. 70. Well, it was better than McCarthy. Well, yeah, McCarthy threw for 60. So, <laughs> In your face. <laughs> McCarthy only threw the ball eight times, though. So, How many times did Aller throw it? 22. Ooh. He was 10 of 22 for 70 yards. So uh, at least McCarthy averaged seven and a half. Aller averaged 3.2 yards per completion. So again, I would like for you to tell me what their game plan was. I think their game plan was Michigan's game plan. It's just that Michigan did it better than Penn State. And in this instance, is the kid who asked, um, who's the coach that was asked, hey, why don't you just throw it up? Oh, it's James Franklin. Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. That may actually. That, yeah, now that, that makes total it make, sense. That makes sense. <laughs> that, that kid asking that question of, hey, uh, do you ever just want to just chuck the ball? Yeah. And then, like, so th this, is, this was Franklin's response. No. 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 Strong no. But now after watching them in their biggest game, like, yeah. maybe you should just chuck it. <laughs> Isn't that a better strategy? Well, you You're making me uncomfortable. Well, your quarterback play makes me uncomfortable. So, I mean, I, I I don't know what to make of it because at the at the start of the year, we just kept hearing about how this was going to be different with Penn State, and it is not different. It is atrocious. Now, to be fair, uh, young kid, first year playing, I, I suppose guys can get better and grow, but holy jeez, is that bad? It's really, really bad. Well, well I think and, they should... and, and all of them, Michigan and Ohio State, both kind of play ugly oh, yeah. offensive football, and so, so does Iowa, yeah. and so does I mean the pick, the Big Ten sucks. 
And yet they have two teams in the top what? Well, three? I mean, I, I shouldn't say it's so. It's just the it's just really it's just bad. It's just hard to watch, you it's, know. It's not good. It's not good. It reminds you of like old SEC football, but also be careful. Yeah. Like be careful. Like They're I, tough. I know Oregon and like Washington fans are like puffing out their chest and like, oh my God. Be be careful no, because the, 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 we've seen this game played before. Um, and, and like they used to do this with the SEC teams, right? Like with Florida and, and some of these teams and in, in, in uh and Bama back before like the SEC had a a, a renaissance of offense. And it was like, oh my God, these don't—they have no quarterbacks, and then these these high-powered offense would go play them, and the game would end up being yeah. seventeen to six, this and the SEC why, would win. This is why I, I stopped short of saying the Big Ten suck. It doesn't suck. It's a good league. It's just the way they play football is hard to watch. Yeah, and you wonder—we talked about this a little bit yesterday with Ortner—but you wonder what Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA are going to look like having to play. Pretty much, they're all like that. I mean, what other team in the Big Ten is there a Big Ten team that opens it up? Well, yeah, they're. I mean, they're attempting. Like, it's it's funny well, that we say this. No, because we we got to stop with this. Ohio State year after year right. has that's true. Arguably the best that's offense true. in the but country. But they also have a terrible offense this year. Yes. their quarterback sucks. It sucks. So, but yes, like but Ohio I, State's the one. And Ortner brought that up yesterday. In fairness, he said, "Look, Ohio State has the players to to run what they you know like to put up points." Right. Yes. The other schools don't. Skill-wise, right? Yes. So outside of Ohio State, there's nobody that really opens it up in the Big Ten. What does that mean? Nebraska's you... trying to. Wisconsin's trying to. They're trying to evolve and grow. Um, well, trying to. Is... Well, you, you wonder if maybe the SEC thing that happened a number of years ago is going to start happening to... Well, maybe Oregon, Washington, the USC's of the world, usher... They, maybe they speed that process up. Sure. Uh, as they jump into the Big Ten, it will be less those schools becoming more like Big Ten schools, yeah. and the other Big Ten schools becoming more like those schools. Yeah. So it will it will sort of West Coast up the Big Ten. Yeah. And maybe. some and some of this too is just finding the right guy to pull the trigger. Like if you took like fickle. Well, if you took if you took Bo Nix and Penix and Caleb Williams and um, you know the, these some of these West Coast quarterbacks that we have. And you inserted them into these programs. Like, let's not act like Penn State and Michigan don't have stud athletes and not that they don't have good receivers and good tight ends. They put guys in the NFL in really good old lines. I would love to see what you could do with Bo Nix at Penn State. I would love to see what, no offense to J.J. McCarthy, and like, dude, Michigan's fine. They're 7-0 and for God's sakes. But you're telling me that Michael Penix back there? Throwing the ball for Michigan wouldn't make them dynamic. You know, Michael Penix, who I think looks like C.J. Stroud, if you put Michael Penix with this Ohio State team and that defense right now, my God, Ohio State would be head and shoulders above everyone else. So some of this is just you've got to find coaches and you have to find programs that are willing to embrace quarterbacks and get quarterbacks to go there. Just think, if you're a quarterback right now and you've got choices and you could go play for Lincoln Riley, you go play at Oregon, you go play down in the SEC, you go down in the, in the Big 12 with some of those schools, why would you sign up to go play at some of the... Why would you sign up to go play at Iowa? Why would you sign up to go play at Wisconsin? You just wouldn't. So some of that is just you're going to have to break through the stigma and start getting big-time quarterbacks. But I guess, I mean, t- to be fair, like even when you got you know, Aller, who's supposed to be this five-star kid, he sucks. He absolutely is terrible this year. All right. Uh, coming up next, you're going to hear Dan Lanning talk about the Texas A&M opening. You'll hear what he said, and I think it's music to duck fans' ears. Yeah, DeBoer's not so much. I didn't hear his. Is he? Did he already? Yeah, we have DeBoer's, too, in Ooh, the system. Right. His is, um, it's, it's not bad, but you will hear a stark difference between oh, all right. someone that's been paid and someone that wants to be paid. That's next, 353 on the fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Text on the Vancouver Ford text line. I think Michigan's whole plan on offense was to show that even if you know whether a team will run or pass every play, you still need to stop it. 
4D chess. Well, that's right. They said, hey, yeah, we're stealing signs, but who cares? We're going to run it 32 <laughs> straight times, Penn State. Stop that. Yeah, but at the same time, had Penn State had an offense, Michigan would have been forced to do something different. Let's not act like Michigan was blowing them out or anything. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, it was 14-9 at the half. It should have been 14-10. Can't figure out why the hell they went for two on that. But, you know, if, it, if it's 14-10, 14-9 at the half, let's not act Tell like Michigan's what. sitting there being like, well, we've got this thing wrapped up. You know what's becoming an epidemic? It seems is, chasing points. Yes, coaches chasing points with two point conversions. It's really dumb. I don't get and it. And not only that, but James Franklin and Lincoln Riley both w- terribly miscalculated going for two down nine. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. Because if you don't get the two, it's now a two score game. Yeah, the game's over. Kick the extra point and it's still a one score game. Like that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, you give your team at least, you know, you give Good your least team a, a shot. Yeah, I don't understand. Coaches, it. man, it's... you're chasing, you're trying to make it a three point <laughs> game at the half. You know, my guy at Kansas, like what? everybody's talking about Lance Leipold. Yeah. He did this the other day and not against Texas Tech. They laid an egg against Texas Tech, but yeah. the week before. Uh, they knocked off uh, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He did it in the Oklahoma game. Multiple times. The whole time I'm sitting on my couch going, oh, my God, what are you doing? It didn't matter in the end because they ended up winning the game. But it gave Oklahoma a chance at the end of the game to go down and God. score and win. It just, I don't understand. Anyway, uh, let's get to Coach Audio. Would you like to hear Dan Lanning? Yes. Do you know him? I do. He is a friend of him. the program, yeah. Dan Lanning. I've yet to speak to him in person. Here is exclusive audio of him. Um being asked about, uh, well, it's November and the coaching carousel and Texas yeah. A&M job is open. Jimbo Fisher got fired. And so he was asked about it. And here is his full answer. One minute, 36 seconds. And we talk about outside noise a lot in our program. Um, I guess the reality here is one, w- our, our, my name and uh, our program would never be in the, a topic of conversation for another school if, if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here uh, that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players our coaches, the support that exists here at Oregon have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish uh, here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools. Um, Anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here, right? Like what I've said before, with a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, to be able to raise your uh, family in a community like this, to be able to compete for uh, championships and have the ability to get the resources you need. You know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments and they don't do anything or don't say anything, one, because they don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else, right? Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. Like, I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. Um, and our players deserve my complete focus. Uh, our fans deserve the best uh, product on the field. So it's outside noise. It didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, that hasn't changed. That won't change. Boom. In your face. Yeah, that pretty much... I mean, now that's how you answer that question. Now to be Although, fair, now to be fair, Nick Saban did once say, yeah. oh, "You want me to say it? I will not be the next head coach at well, Alabama." I also the end of it there, and, and you know, again, these guys, I don't know. The right at the end, he said, "That will never change." Yeah, come on, you. I think we all know you can't say that exactly. Right? It's like you can't. That that is you intellectually dishonest yes. to say because that could change. But I. The tone and the point is duly noted, and I believe him. He is not going anywhere right now. He shut that down completely. Yeah, he's not interested in Texas A&M. I I said this yesterday. I think that there's maybe two jobs that could get him to even think. One is Georgia and one is Alabama. Sure. You know, maybe throw an LSU or something like that in there, you know. But Texas A&M spends a lot of money, but Texas A&M is never— Texas A&M has never— No, they don't win. No. So screw them. And and again, he's, and I know I think everybody in the college football world knows there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes, at Texas A&M and and at Oregon, you know I I think the whole point and this is what Cristobal said, although Cristobal left for Miami, you know again those two dream jobs, right, with Willie Taggart and Cristobal. Which by the way, you really got lucky, Oregon, with that because it goes to show you in any program you're one bad hire away from taking a, a really nasty turn and. 
you had two coaches leave you, and it appears that you've got a really good one in Lanning. Although, let me just, I love Dan Lanning, and I think what he's doing is amazing. But can we also point out that we've said this about so many coaches a year, year and a half in, and then it turns out not so much. Like, Lanning has had a phenomenal two years. He's recruiting his ass off, but he's never won the conference. He's lost uh, both games to Washington. He lost to Oregon State last year. So can we pump the brakes a little bit on him winning a national championship until they actually prove something? But I understand why you extended him, and I think you have a hell of a coach here. Um, and I, I think what he has stated is the same thing that Cristobal stated, is everything you need to win is at Oregon. You've, you've proven now with two guys that you can recruit at a level good enough to win a national championship. And you have all the resources you could want. The little school up in Eugene is no longer just that. You've become a national brand. You have the backing of, of Nike, which makes a huge freaking difference. And right now it appears that you can bitch slap your main rivals on the West Coast for kids. So unlike other programs, you don't have to go anywhere else. The only thing that's holding Oregon back conceivably is the notion that you're not willing to pay what some of the others are. Although with Cristobal, they were ready to step up and give him, what was it, like seven seven plus mil? And he just left for Miami anyways. And they certainly have, have, have made Dan Lanning a very, very rich man. So there really isn't any reason to go anywhere else other than Oregon for a coach. They've made it a a, a destination well, job. Yeah, no question. I think that that's a good point. I think it, it really does show how far the Oregon job and Oregon has, how far it's come. Yes. Uh, because he's right. Yeah. He's got everything he needs. Yep. And it, that didn't used to be the case, and that's no. why you would lose a coach. Yeah. But now, you're right. The, you know, once you get to the $10 million, $11 million, $12 million range of a coach, it's like, eh. Yeah, it might be tough. You got to find the money. But at the same time, you may have the perfect fit here because this is a guy that really isn't motivated by that as much. He is not a ladder climber type of guy. Well, and if you get someone that's really happy here and you're you're giving him seven, eight million bucks. Right. And that and goes that, creative with some of those deals. Exactly. You know? Right. And there's a lot Backload. of there's a lot of perks that go along with that too. And you can pay your assistant coaches and he knows that he can recruit at a top ten level. You know, the extra two or three million bucks that you're going to get somewhere else may not be worth the headache that it takes yeah. to, to go to some of these other places. Some of the other places are pressure cookers. Yes. And he knows that. He yes. has seen that firsthand. And not only that, but then you couple this, and he has said this multiple times, and I feel like it's a way bigger point, and we'll ask him about it on Thursday, but it's a way bigger point than people are making it out. He has mentioned this multiple times, that this is a great place to live. Yeah. He has three middle school age boys. Yeah. He wants them all to graduate from the same high school. And I think what he... Dan Lanning is smart enough to have realized... Oh, my God. Little Eugene, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Not only can I get everything I need to do my job, but my wife and kids love it, too. And I don't have to bounce around all these other little uh, towns like College Station. Athens is actually a nice little town. but yeah. College Station or wherever. I don't have to go to Baton Rouge to get what I need. Oh, and by the way, my family loves it here, too. It's a wonderful place. And oh, by the way, it's not the pressure cooker of the SEC. And oh, by the way, we've got Nike and Phil Knight. And oh, my God, look at these facilities. Like, he's right. Like, why would anyone, if, if you don't understand what he's saying, you don't understand what Oregon is bringing to the table. Yeah. He's the first one that's, well, maybe not the first, but he's smart enough to uh, to have made that jump when you know his phone was ringing at Georgia. And he knew that Oregon, he was yep. like, dude, that's it well, right he, there. I think he even said it in regards to people that have left. He, he, I think, I'm not sure if he was talking to about Cristobal or Taggart. He, he said something. Someone asked him about coaches leaving, and he did be like, how did that work out for him? I think he understands. He like He has said multiple times yeah. about you know leaving and then have it be like, whoops. And if you don't think that that is a cautionary tale, then, again, I think landing is smarter than that. Now – Juxtaposition, and I'm not saying that this Wait, is. Let's we got we're way over. We're way over. So we'll do it next. Yeah, when we come back, we'll hear the Caleb DeBoer stuff. And I'm not saying that this is like problematic if you're Washington and you're Caleb DeBoer, but I, I do think you will hear a big difference in what Caleb DeBoer said about his Kalen. name. Kalen. What Kalen. did I say? You're saying Caleb. 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 Yeah, I just want DeBoer. everyone to know. Sorry, it's Caleb. Kalen. Yeah. Uh, you will you will hear a stark difference between what Kalen mm. DeBoer said. No, I haven't heard and this. What Dan Lanning said. All right, well, that'll be next. 408 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.